listening to An Inside Look with North America's Top 50 Site Consultants. How do I land a big deal in my community? What are location consultants really looking for? Join us as we pull back the curtain and look inside the secrets of site selection with your hosts, Tim Tarantine and Amanda Harrison. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to An Inside Look, North America's Top 50 Site Consultants. I'm Amanda Harrison here with Tim Tarantine. And Tim, this week you had a really awesome conversation with one of the top site consultants in North America. So who did you speak with? I had the pleasure, and I do mean pleasure, to have a conversation with Gray Swoop. Gray is president of Vision First Advisors. Gray has an extensive career in economic development. He most recently served as Florida's Secretary of Commerce and now has taken on a private consulting business whereby he and a team of absolute rock stars are focused and steadfast on building competitive projects for communities. So they are consultants helping communities with everything from site selection all the way to problem-solving, strategic plans, etc. Gray's track record speaks for itself. He oversaw the $4.5 billion program for Hurricane Katrina recovery. He is a He's a legend, quite frankly, in the game of economic development and now is blazing a new trail in site selection. The conversation with Gray is real. It's uncut. His passion for economic development, for the work we do in communities is evident in that conversation. And I know you're going to enjoy the conversation. So sit back, relax, and hear from Mr. Gray Swoop. Gray, welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you and congratulations on being named one of North America's top 50 site consultants. I want to start right from the beginning and make sure our listening audience knows a little bit more about who you are. Tell us three things our audience should know about you as a consultant and as a person. Well, first of all, you know, as a lifelong economic developer, I've been in the business uh, over 30 years. Uh, It's been an easy transition into the economic development consulting practice. I think the experience of working with communities, regions, and states, as well as a variety of site selection consultants really lends itself to providing expertise and context to people that are trying to look for a competitive edge. You know, I think that if you define Grace Swoop, you'll hear people say basically three things that I think about that I am passionate about what we do. I think the work in economic development, that it has the opportunity to change lives of people that we work with every day. I think the other point that people would say that I'm a relentless competitor. I like to compete (laughs) and I like to win. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a trait that I have. And the other thing is that I've always been a good listener. I try to understand the voice of the customer, uh, listen to what they're trying to accomplish, and then figure out a way that our team can be part of that solution. I've witnessed you as a listener before, and all those things you say are spot on of what I've observed. But I wonder, as you listen to your clients and companies who are looking to work with economic developers on projects, what are the key issues today? And how do economic developers address some of those issues you're hearing about? Well, I think on everyone's mind today is how to compete globally. And you do that through speed and continue to watch the cost of doing business at a location. I think another part of that is having the skills, uh, especially in manufacturing, to operate capital-intensive equipment that's highly productive, that involves lots of technology today. It takes a very different skill set. So, you know, the stereotypical manufacturing that you see today is highly capital-intensive and demands a high skill. 
And I think that if you look around that, the ability, the speed, the cost of that, and the labor, those are still the drivers. There's no question about that. I tell you, when we look at the way communities are going and the way technology is impacting things, economic developers are, in some cases, kind of throwing their hands up in the air because you're starting to wonder, how can you compete for that business, right, with the changing model? And so that's a great segue because all economic development groups are not created equal, neither are their budgets. So for communities with limited budgets, what can they focus and do to better position themselves to compete? Well, I think whether you have a small budget or a large budget, the more that you can do to enhance your product, to improve your product, I think is a smart investment. So I think about a community that has a limited budget. You know, the first thing that I would think about before going out and spending advertising dollars, I would think about is my product in order. So I'd look at my inventory of available buildings and I would look at and see, you know, what will it take for somebody to be on that site. I mean, everybody in most states that are competitive now has some type of certification program or a shovel-ready program of sort. I would be thinking of ways and how to get my sites to a point that they could be ready for somebody to move on quickly. The same for buildings. I mean, there are utilities today that are looking at ways to enhance the speed of being able to get into an available building. And there are states that look at ways to put money in to bring upgrading an older building or with building something new. And the other side, I would really focus on understanding my workforce and what are my talent providers doing in my region. Mm. Have that relationship and understanding how that fits together in your economic development system is very important. And those are things that do not take a lot of budget, but they're very important on the front end. And then from there, you can build your case and tell your story. And you can do that again in a very limited fashion, but you can tell your story to target audiences that gets the message out. And when you think about having worked at the state level in multiple states, you have worked on, I'm sure, hundreds of projects. Can you tell us about an example where a community or a state did all of those things well and kind of went above and beyond to win a project that they knew their environment, they worked to make sure their workforce was in order, and maybe they were an underdog that was able to overcome. But can you think of an example where the economic development groups really worked? What did they do? Well, I think the best example of a project that had the opportunity to be a part of us is the head of Mississippi State Economic Development Authority to work on was the Toyota Project. And you look at what the local communities did with the leadership on the local level with the Community Development Foundation in Tupelo, Mississippi, and David Rumbarger and his team with Randy Kelly and the Planning and Development District in putting together a regional structure called the Pull Alliance, which was three counties that had the ability to bond, put options together for a site, and they called it Wellspring. That was long before there was any project, but it was a plan for the community's future a transformational strategy where they came together and said, look, manufacturing in the furniture sector is leaving rapidly. And if we don't do something, we're going to be in trouble. And so they knew the skill set between manufacturing furniture could be transferred into automotive very easily with training. So they put their numbers together on the transition. They were able to show 
where furniture jobs were leaving, and they did their due diligence on putting together land options for a large mega site. They did the certification through TVA and McCallum Sweeney. And at the end of the day, when the project showed up, they had done their homework, and the parameters changed in the middle of the project. They had to go acquire land. But the point being, on the front end, they did their homework, so they were prepared when the project showed up on the doorstep. Wow. Amazing. And how they've brought the region together. It's a great example you've given us. Now, how, how are you defining success today? You, you spent a lot of time as an economic developer and now as a consultant. How are you defining success? Well, from a consultant's role, if my client is happy and we're successful solving their need, then I'm successful. And so I always look on the front end to understand what is the scope of work? What are you asking us to do? And at the end of the day, if we can find a way to do that in a way that's pleasing to them, find a creative solution, just to be an extension of the team to help solve the issue with our client, then I think successful. Another leadership question, Gray. What is a leadership lesson that you carry with you all the time and that we could benefit from, all of us could learn from? Well, because most folks that are in economic development are very sales-oriented, we want to start selling before we have the chance to develop the relationship, listen, and understand the needs. And if we just take the time to listen a little bit longer before we launch into our presentations and our messaging about why they need to locate there, yeah. I think it'd be more successful. I think you're absolutely right. I'm going to get you out of here on this one, Graham. If you could tell a room full of economic developers one thing, what would you tell them? I would tell them to be responsive. I've learned already, being on the consultant side, is so many economic development entities that I've called and that simply don't return calls. Mm. I would say be responsive. Wow. That's great insight for us. Gray, thank you so much for all the work you've done as an economic developer and now as a consultant. You continue to change the game. Your team is awesome. And we thank you for all that you've done uh, to grow not only this country, but the jobs and communities all over the United States. Thanks for being a part, and congratulations on being named one of North America's top 50. Thank you, Tim. And it's all about teamwork. It's not me as an individual, but it's about great teams that we've had the chance to work with. But thank you. Thank you for tuning in to North America's Top 50, produced by Consultant Connect where we're working to bridge the gap between leading economic developers and location consultants. To learn more about what we do and how to get involved, please visit consultantconnect.com or tweet me at Ron Kitchens. <laughs>